Welcome to Modern Figures Podcast, hosted by Dr. Jeremy Waysom and Dr. Kyla McMullen, where we are elevating the voices of Black women in computing to inspire the next generation of the advanced technology workforce. This podcast exists to highlight the stories of Black women in computing, to inspire high schoolers and the young at heart, and to dispel the myths and preconceptions about Black women in computing. That was perfect. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome to Modern Figures Podcast. Season five. Whoop, whoop. New setup. Who this? Just for probably today. <laughs> Maybe one more time. This I don't know why we had to get so fancy today. Um, It was your idea. It was. It definitely was. <laughs> well, maybe it was my idea when I saw the new couch. Maybe. Maybe, but regardless, we are glad to be here. We have this setup. We're, you know, just trying out some some new things. If you saw us on a previous on one of our Instagram lives, where we were trying out a new podcast studio, which will never ever again be oh filmed. Oh my goodness, no! <laughs> it was a dungeon, y'all. Like a dungeon. It's actually a dungeon. The dungeon they put inside the dungeon. Like once you're in the dungeon, they have a back room dungeon. But the coffee was good, and so was the... Did I have a scone? What did I eat there? I think it was a scone. I think it was a scone. It was good. I had a very nice cheddar biscuit. I mean, they're great when it comes to food, but not podcast studios at all. It's definitely a bait and switch. We looked... Do not recommend zero out of 10. When we looked at the description online, it was beautiful. There's flowers, there's chairs and plants and wildlife. And we're like, oh, yes, we can get into this. We get there. It is a literal dungeon. There are like wires hanging from the ceiling. It was bad. Big bad. But we're set free from that. Yes. uh, (laughs) Faculty appointment. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And we're here in my living room. Fireplace. We should put on the fireplace sometime. No, not now. Yeah, no. no. Mm -mm. (laughs) We would die. Like sitting this close to it, I think we would actually die. Yes. So we have an extra special guest today. Us. Surprise. Surprise. So we have a lot to talk about. I mean, so much has happened. We've kind of been a little MIA. When was our last episode released? Do you remember? Let's not talk about it. It's bad. I feel like it was like maybe May or June. It's so bad. Something like that. But we went to CRA. We gave them episodes from there. If you're on YouTube, check us out on YouTube. We gave had little mini episodes. We went to the CRA conference talking to folks there. So we didn't completely leave, you know, we just didn't post. But it was a it was a hard year for us. Yeah, we had a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So my father passed away from stage four prostate cancer, which has still been hard to process. Um, we yeah. should have, it's January. It's the beginning of 2024. Yeah, it is January. And so we went through the holidays and all of that. And um, I'm a mess. But I'm here. But you're going to get through it. Yeah, I'm here. And, you know, talking about it, the more I talk about it, the better 
I feel the more I process it. And I have been to therapy, so I have the skills yeah. to go through it. But I still may end up in a therapist's office because grief is hard. Everybody needs therapy. Like, and you can grieve so many things. Yeah. Like, yeah. and even therapists, I feel like, and grief counselors, like, nobody grieves the same way. And you, yeah, therapists need therapists because everybody is jacked up in their own special way. So you need somebody to help you get unjacked up or build up the coping mechanisms to get through whatever it is you're getting through. So, yeah, it's, it's a continual process. Yes, my news. It is, as we said, January. So I think in three and a half months, there will be another person. The person currently lives right here. He's or he or she is hanging out right here, <laughs> constantly playing parkour, break dancing, moving furniture, just doing baby, baby gummy bear. Bear, because on the ultrasound, it's like a little gummy bear. The gummy bear did a forward flip <laughs> during one of the ultrasounds, and I was—I looked at the tech like, I know you saw that. <laughs> I know you saw that, and she was like, "Yeah, um, I need to measure the baby, but I—they need to stop moving." Babies are wild. Yeah, so it's just a wiggly squiggly in there, breakdance parkour baby. But so we're super excited. We are super nervous, super everything, but very, very just, we can't wait till the day comes and we can see a little squishy face. I hope that on the sonogram, I can already see my cheeks. Like the baby <laughs> has my cheeks. Okay, well, I mean, that's a great sign because a day, hmm. It looks nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so curious, like what mashing together of our genes this baby's gonna have. Mar looks like on most days nothing like me. So I think she looks like you all the time. Okay, but you like are always around me, and she's like a mini version of me because yes. of how she behaves and stuff. This is um, true. <laughs> but she looks like Rod when she came out. She looked just. Yeah. That's true. I was like, that is Rod's baby. <laughs> I had no contribution other than I produced her physical life into but the world. She also grew, and then she grew into her features and looked more like you. But then Rod showed me the picture of him as a kid, and I'm like, okay, y'all as kids, like she looks like both of y'all as kids. I don't know. So you might get a weird combo baby, which, sorry to this kid. <laughs> Not sorry. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, I'm just kidding. I love a day. But yes, we're uh, tax day. April fifteenth is when we're uh, when we're due. So we gotta file our taxes early because we got other stuff to worry about around that well, time. What's important about this conversation is that her first trimester. Oh my gosh! Was during the time where we would have otherwise. Yes, we would have been recording and. And then also the loss of my father was at the same time. So we weren't really in a position to record anything about anybody. Sure wasn't. Because we were doing, we're taking our own advice. We're protecting our peace. Mm -hmm. And not to say that the podcast is not peaceful, but we were at like a limit in at life where it was like, this is how much I can handle right now. And we're not going to add more to it to give us more stress. Mm -hmm. So if you're seeing this, we back here with the jump off. So we're here. Um, what Let's else? Let's see. Um, we did a, a keynote. 
Yeah, yeah we did a keynote at NC Wit Summit. Mm-hmm. That went really, really well. And then from that, we got a lot of opportunities to like do more things. Yes. And you'll see some of those people that we connected with this mm-hmm. season, um, either at the summit or at the Tapia conference. We connected with some folks. So we met some really cool folks. Because as you probably noticed on the show, we have a lot of people who we've known for years. So this season, we have a lot more people who have moved into our orbit that we're getting to know. So we're excited about that. Kind of cool because, I mean, we still have a ridiculous list of everybody who... Oh, yeah. I mean, it's ridiculous. We have a list of people who we're scheduling, <laughs> who we have scheduled, yeah. and who we want to schedule. So yeah. it's it's a whole, it's a continuum. There's people, because everybody's busy. And there's people who want to come back. Yeah. We have people that want to come back. They're like, oh, yeah, I did this this year, but let me tell y'all about what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. So we're excited. You want to talk about, do we talk about the grant? Oh, no. It was not on the notes, but we forgot to talk about that. We got... Basically, almost three hundred thousand dollars. Hey, from the where the money was at? 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 I'm super excited. It was like a match made in heaven in terms of like what we do in the program officer and program that yeah. uh, we submitted to. So it is the computer science directorate program broadening participation in computing and we submitted a development project yes i believe that's the designation (laughs) but yeah we did that and um submitted in january like basically a year ago wild it was it was crazy we had like three weeks yeah i was like a lot I was struggling. Yeah, because you got sick and like, because there was so much going on. Like even our grant officer got sick. Like there was one night where I was like, here's a list of all the outstanding items. I'm going to bed. (laughs) But we got it in. Like I have never cried from submitting a proposal before, but I cried when that proposal was submitted because I was just so emotional. It was so much. And we were trying to go on a trip because it actually yes. wasn't due. Around this time. Yeah, because we met with the program officer like either Christmas Eve or the day before Christmas Eve. It was the 23rd. 12-23. We had a, <laughs> we have a meeting about, oh yeah, we're thinking it's just a casual talk about maybe some grant that's going to come out more forward into 23 he's like yeah i want y'all to uh submit to this thing and oh when's it due january 18th and we're like hmm backtrack our university needs it by right math 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 we got a week to do it <laughs> so we uh we decided again we're not about to do keep our entire break doing work so we're like you know what we, so we, yeah, we, waited. we waited until after christmas because i was like I'm celebrating Christmas. I ain't thinking yeah. about it. And we talked to the key players, yeah. though, that day, the people who we yeah. needed to. We had some ideas. So we're like, okay, this is what we want to do. Let's get people in line so that they know in the new year we're going to come out. We're coming in hot. We did like, <laughs> legit like 12-hour days where it was just like yeah. us sitting together, writing, eating, yeah. drinking coffee. Just yeah. that yeah. Um. And then we got to the point where I had an emotional breakdown. 
<laughs> it was a lot, but it was a distraction that I needed. Like I really needed that distraction during that time. But uh, we got it in. We got great reviews. I mean, it's a great. Pro- I was like, if they fund this, I can't wait. I cannot wait. Yes, award, whatever you want to call it, as a PI. Yeah, Grammy's the lead PI. Amazed to be the principal investigator of an NSF proposal. You're not a private eye? No. Not that uh-huh. No, wrong one. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but, like, to have that and for me, it's like, okay, I'm getting tenure. Like, that's where I'm at. Yeah. It's like, okay, check the boxes yep. for being a tenure track faculty member. One of them is to lead your own grant. Correct. And I uh-huh. have done that. Uh-huh. Everything else that I'm on I'm like a co-lead right. or a supporting person. Or whatever it is that they want to call it. Yeah. So this is exciting. Um, do we want to tell them what to look out for yeah. in terms of the so, grant? I think the biggest thing is we're going to be places. So look we for out here street. We'll be putting up information, which we can do because it's been approved by our conflicts of interest. <laughs> But um, sharing with y'all places that we're going to be to gather information about Black women and girls in computing, Jamika Bird our yes. is our advisor. Yes. And so she, we're working with her and one of our favorite evaluators. That's right. Yep. The group led by Dr. Pearson. Dr. Pearson is fabulous. Yeah. Um, and so Yvette and her team are going to help ensure that we do stuff. What we say we was going to do. Yeah, whatever we wrote the thing, we're going to do those things. We're going to do the thing. We've already started analyzing data um, from podcast episodes, which is really cool. Yeah, finding some themes, common themes. Like, there's some that we have seen anecdotally, but it's good to actually have research done to, you know, to pull out other themes that we may have missed. And interestingly, like, so far, everybody on the team is a Black woman. Just saying. That's in this space, that's a little difficult. To have black women work on black women things. Right. Is really cool. Because we don't need people interpreting us with their lens. Yeah. Not to say that it's uh that it's wrong, but sometimes people just don't understand us. Yeah. And they may read or code something as one behavior when it's not actually that behavior. So we'll be commissioning some literature reviews from folks. Yeah. So if you're in the research space of black women and girls in computing. You may hear from me or Kyla or somebody on or this both group. us, right? <laughs> um, and inviting you to help us collect, analyze, review what's out there about Black women and girls because we think yeah. we know there are gaps. There's many gaps. There's also lots of efforts that are happening that overlap, but are also disparate. So, and a lot of those efforts may not have research around them. Right. And so that's really our biggest thing is like, how do we build capacity for research on Black women and girls in computing? Correct. That's our goal. Right. We want to bring together all the people who are doing work in this space. So if you know somebody, send them our way. Or if you are that somebody, shoot us an email. But we want to make basically the research landscape here. Like the same way, you know, you go to a conference, you figure out like for 
any sort of other scientific conference. Okay, these are the questions. These are the problems. We have this sort of idea of where the field is going. We don't really have that for Black women in computing in that space. So uh, what is the trajectory? Can people start collaborating so we don't duplicate efforts? Can we, you know, what are what is still left to be known? What do we already know? So just making this sort of research consortium. Yeah, and we chose to work with Jamika and Black Computer, really. Computer, hey. Um, so Black Computer already has a repository of literature from Black women in computing. Yes. But not necessarily focused on Black women in computing and Black women and girls in computing. And so there's that small distinction, but because they've already done a lot of this work, right? Like the fellows right. part of that group they exist and they're doing great work. So we want to work together, yes. practice what we preach, right? Like exactly. Just gonna do this just cause it's literally our heart. And yeah. And that's why literally the first person we thought of was Jamaica to, cause we knew this was something that black computer had been talking about and wanting to do and had efforts in for quite some time. So we're like, if we're going to do this, y'all have to be part of this because technically you started it. You laid the groundwork. You are this. So we're happy that they are partners with us on this. Like it's, it's going to be great. So it's a two year project. So we'll be out and about, and doing things for at least a couple of years. Uh, we talk about the um, commissioned reports. Like if someone's watching and is like, hey, I would like to. Yeah, if, you're, if you think that that's you, like if you're somebody who wants to write up some stuff, like send me an email. Like, so there's some stuff is <laughs> when we look at the themes, I believe we're going to then have people go and do a literature review, a scoping review rather of the literature in that space. So we need people and we'll, we'll pay you. You're not just yeah. doing this for free. We're going to start with literature reviews yeah. just so that we have the background the understanding. Right. And then we'll have like all of the literature around these topics, but then we're going to do a larger scoping review. Right. So the scoping review is related but not the same as these commissioned reports right. but y'all get money if you do a report you get money and it's we timed it so it could be over the summer so let's say if you're faculty you don't have like a summer month or if you're a grad student getting your phd and you need some money over the summer we can pay you to do this report so mm-hmm. yeah it'll be cool um our first event will be us attending Black Issues in Computing Education. It's an IEEE supported conference put on by our friends, <laughs> Dr. Kenneth O'Shea at Morehouse College. And yep. he was like, Y'all got something. I know you got something. <laughs> uh, so we decided to submit a workshop there. So yeah. that'll be the first time this stuff kind of appears um, in front of an public audience so yeah. i'm really excited seriously like that's gonna be it's gonna be the first piece of like really yes. good feedback yeah 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 i like it i like I'm it excited. too yes i'm excited i won't be there at the black issues and competing education but i'll be there in spirit yeah. i'm gonna send my representative because, because baby i can't fly says my doctor well i can fly then just not to dr yeah, it's Dominican Republic, and we're not doing that. Yeah, she was like, Mm-mm. she was like, if you were going anywhere in the U.S., yeah, has to be here. Just in case the baby gummy bear decides to just do a tuck and roll out of my body. <laughs> okay, what else happened? What else happened? Okay. Do you have your list? Yeah, okay. right. 
we did that keynote with NC Lit. Yep. I got a keynote, a plenary, topical plenary session. Oh, that's right. At conference, which was wild. I still shout out to Dr. Bree McIntyre. Like, I don't know why I was chosen. I'm a baby. Finger. I'm a baby. Right? Like, finger. I'm a baby in my field. But um, I had the chance to talk about critical mentorship, which is my research space. Um, we brought up Dr. Yalazanueva and Dr. Rochelle Williams. Dr. Rochelle Williams mm-hmm. is a Black woman. Amazing. Yeah. Over programs at their headquarters. And we just talked about like, the importance of having representation in your mentorship and honoring your voice. And centering the voice of like the mentee, right? In that relationship, kind of dismantling like the power dynamics mm-hmm. that exist between relationships, and it was revolutionary for me Aww. to have a chance to do that. I wore hot pink and box braids. Yes, she did. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a really really tall and it was great. I felt amazing. It was really hard. Because yeah. it was like the week we married my dad. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. But my dad also was so excited for me to have yeah. to do that. Um, and, and that was when we found out we got the grant too. Yeah. And then like while I was there, like the day that I did my keynote, Kyla called me right afterwards and was like, we got the grant. <laughs> I was running around like my hair was on fire around here. Like, <laughs> So, I mean, like, talk about, it's like a redemption story for me. Like, I, it was a really hard year, but that was, like, a huge highlight. And I'm dealing with the, it's hard, right? Like, you have these really high highs and these really low lows. Yeah. But I would talk to anybody on any day. (laughs) So that was really um your keynote experience yes i had a keynote what keynote did i have i feel like i have a bunch for free no the keynote they wanted me to do for free so yes i I won't name the entity or institution or whatever it is um i was free by the way but i agreed to that you agreed to it there's the society has financial issues that they were going through mm. and I was already going I had it all paid for already yeah it like, didn't really matter to me it was more for me right to be a plenary speaker at my major conference than anything else yeah and that that makes more sense like for example at my like research conferences of course you're going to do it for free because you get exposure you're probably already going it's like instead of sitting in this chair sit in this chair and talk so that part i don't mind i was not already going to this place right so they want me to also make an entirely new slide deck and i put a lot into my keynotes and it was something I didn't already have and I told them like I have these topics oh no 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 we want you to talk about blah 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 blah. I was like that's gonna take a long time they wanted me to come to them they were gonna pay for that but I'm like I wasn't already coming here and you want for the free what you want my labor but compensate you for that yeah so I'm not sure if I tweeted about this or not I probably did who knows but (laughs) 
funny story right after that something about like you know not asking people to do stuff that does not benefit them for free and the next day or maybe the day after I get a um, an email from the provost of a university that's like, hey, we want you to come and here are all the dollars we will pay you to come and do this talk for this symposium that I am starting. And I'm like, this is what you do. Let me talk to your secretary. Let's make it happen. I went, had a great time, still in contact with some of the folks that I've met there, but that is how you do it. Not saying it has to be some astronomical amount, but if I'm putting in effort to talk to whoever's at your organization, teaching them something they don't already know, and I'm also making a new resource that's not already there, you need to compensate black and brown scholars, men and women for their labor, because this was not something already on my to-do list. Sometimes I'll make an ex- I'll make an exception if it's something I've already done and they're like, hey, we saw your uh, talk on, for example, I have one on DEI in the metaverse. I'll give that to anybody. If you fly me to an interesting city, I'll give that talk because I don't have to make something new. And I get to go to a new city. I get my Sky Miles or my American Airlines, whatever miles, Advantage Miles. <laughs> <laughs> like some stuff I don't mind, but if I'm coming up with something new and all that, so yeah, please pay, pay people for their effort. That's the, that's the point. A hundred percent agree. hundred percent agree. I mean, we do stuff for free all the time. This podcast, for example, oh, right. for free, <laughs> we like y'all. Right. But I think there's something about using my intellectual capacity for your benefit. Yeah. In a way that does not benefit me in one iota. It's not okay. It's not okay. So, anyways. So, that that was that. (laughs) Hated it. I feel like we need to say that since we're sitting like this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Okay. Other things are going on in the world. So, while we were out, Chat GPT took the world by storm. People right. don't even know the letters appropriately. <laughs> Chat GMT <laughs> is doing all this. GTP. Yeah. GP, uh, are you with me? Is chatting. Like, you know, everything is taking over the world. Not true. Whatever. Right. Um, and people have been, had like, you know, real legitimate concerns about its use in academic settings. Yeah. We ain't bothered. Yeah. <laughs> it's giving folks a run for their money, though, because like a lot of the disciplines or classes or courses where you need to create content, that is definitely now being challenged. Like, for example, this semester, this past semester, I taught a class where you have to meet a writing requirement where you write 6,000 words. I'm sure 4,500 to 5,000 of those words were written by ChatGPT for some students. Because I'm like, in class, you can't answer a question. But all of your written work is so polished and not even in your voice. Because ChatGPT does have a voice. It has definitely this distinct. And also, there's no checker, no reliable checker for it. So you can put the same piece of text into GPT-0 and all of these other checkers um, for plagiarism software. And they'll come back with vastly different scores. So there's nothing that's reliable. That's a huge issue. Um, And even if you ask ChatGPT, you feed it in and say, did you write this? It will say yes (laughs) all the time. Like It's like a kid. Like, did you say, "Mm -hmm, I did? Like, do you know what you're admitting to? No. (laughs) No. But yeah, I... So I, 
there are some disciplines where it's like really concerning, like deeply concerning that it's available and people are using it. Yeah. For us, it's like, how do we teach people to leverage it to support their work? Right? Like, yeah. why is it a bad thing? Why is it a bad thing? Because ultimately, if we want to be more productive, some things may not require yeah. us. Completely right. Think that much about right? Yeah, like, or you give it bullet points. Like sometimes it's like these are the bullet points. Make a paragraph that says this in language that I don't feel like articulating right now. We like we've done it for like paragraphs on things that we need to write, and it's yeah. like make this sound better. Right. I and I think maybe it comes down to what I paid my dues type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like if I was learning how to write, I should not be using Chat GPT. Yeah. But if I've paid my dues, learn how to write, I know what to do. I should be, have access to this mm-hmm. thing to actually help. And I think that's probably one of the places where the issue lies. Because with the students, I'm like, I'm teaching you how to write. If you, and I tried to like give them different milestones throughout the semester mm-hmm. to show like they're writing at different stages. And then it completely changes at the end. And I'm like, I know who wrote this. <laughs> it was not you. Yeah, no, that's real. I just, I feel like for some things, it's great to have more automation yeah. than less, right? Absolutely. Like, you have to be productive. I don't got time for that. Now, I personally don't actually use it. Mm. I just be telling people like, Kyla, like, <laughs> can you have this do this? And she's like, what do you want? This, this, this. She has like a whole like yeah. process for using ChatGPT. Yeah. Giving information. She gives me back what I need. Then I do what I'm go go back to doing what I'm doing after I edit the information. Because we could literally feed in the transcript of one of the podcasts and say, "Hey, make the show notes based on this transcript," mm-hmm. and write it in the voice of blank, yeah. and it could do that. Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Take all the expletives out. That would actually, I kind of want to do this. I want to do that now. When, when this episode, when we come out with this episode, Please don't do it. I am doing it now. I have to. Matter of fact, as soon as this finishes, listening around minute 29, this is what it's going to say. Hilarious. But um, but like you said, like we have to also think about like how to leverage it because the students that we teach are going to have access to it in the workforce. Yeah. So for I guess my my fear is that we teach students to use a crutch and they don't know what the correct answer is. Because for me, if I look at it, I'm like, oh, no, that's not exactly right, because I've actually learned what it's supposed to say for them. If they use that throughout their entire career, they may not know what's right, what's wrong. I don't want to get on an airplane that one of my students chat GPT the code for landing and now we cannot land because the wheels won't come up because they don't know how to write code to do that. So we don't want that. We don't want that. So it's like, where is the line? Like, where is it a tool and where is it a crutch? And where do you tell people, okay, it's okay. I saw right in these instances. Well, we're going to, we're going to see it like, you know, you have to code in the interview process. That's true. You're not going to have chat GPT at your fingertips to do that. And that's how people get eliminated. Even some of these coding interviews, they're streamlining and they give you basically like a coding terminal. Like they're not making you code on the whiteboard yeah. anymore. You get a terminal. So somebody could have chat GPT in another window, but also the code it writes is garbage. Well, so it'll do all of this flowery that's stuff. The thing that's the distinguisher it's like yeah i can tell when someone wrote this versus 
a machine literally wrote this. That's true. That's true. If I'm a recruiter, I need to be able to discern that. Like right. those are the people who are really going to be the deciding factors, I think, for a lot of these these spaces. And then you get in the job and you can't do the job. Right? Yeah. And you poorly you perform. Stuff. Right. right? So you need to learn the stuff. And I, so there's a handful of students who understand that. And then there's like the minority who are just like, I'm lazy and I'm not going to do it. Right. I mean, you might get your degree with it, but you can't get hired anywhere. And they'll be the content creators. Right. Oh, gosh. <laughs> they'll be consulting. They'll have their own little company and I don't know what they're going to do. But mm. Consult to other consultants. I don't know. But they'll find a way. They got, yeah. they got like ways about doing stuff. Yeah. The chat GPT is definitely, there's something that, you know, people are still trying to trying to piece around how we're going to specifically in academia deal with it but yeah to be continued with this yeah ethics Mm -hmm. that reminds me of the recent news of harvard's president dr claudine gay oh my gosh being resignated and i say that because she was resignated right against her will. will right um which has been like kind of a hard pill to swallow, even just watching the whole process. Um, to me, it's it's unfortunate to see us reach these levels and then suffer the consequences, I think, at a higher rate than any other demographic. Yeah. And literally, she came in with so much fanfare, like, okay, we have a Black woman president at Harvard, and fanfare, fanfare, and then literally, people were actively working to take her down. I mean, even, even like, without the comments that she made before Congress, right? Like, if we ignore that, which I know is, like, a very difficult thing for some people to do, what she's experiencing... Like to have a vehicle parked outside of your residence, yeah. having people stalk you. And it is unprecedented. Send you messages, do all of that. Like, that's a lot. It's a lot. And other people in her position have not had that happen. Yeah. So she's trying to be a whole university president with all this extraness. And the other presidents who were in that hearing who made unfortunate comments as well, like, they aren't dealing with that either. Not right? at all. They don't know what it's like. Their academic integrity is not being questioned. They're not being stalked and harassed at the same levels, which stalking and harassing is terrible, period. But all I'm saying is if I look out my window and I see a car right there. Right. We're going to have some problems. And I don't have a security detail because I'm just a university president. Right. Like they can't be that dumb. Like people cannot be that dumb. (laughs) I'm out. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's extremely unfortunate. Yeah, and there's a whole host of Black people talking about this now, like Black academic leaders. Black thought is terrifying to some folks. Yes. Yes, because people, they're afraid of being the minority. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, if she gets here, then she's just going to oust all of us. Yeah. So it's that fear mindset that makes people act crazy. And we live in Florida, right? So it's not like we're unaware of what that looks like. Right. Exactly. There are people who are afraid to work at our university. 
Yeah, they will not come here. here. Like I can say that the majority of the applicants that we get for our PhD program are people unaffected by these things. So that'll tell you. Mm -hmm. Like we aren't aren't applying. Grad students are not applying. Faculty not applying. People who are leaders in their space refuse to come here, including whole organizations right? yeah. the Nesby conference pulled out of Orlando I'm so upset and now it's on my birthday and I'm mad mm-hmm. I'm mad because I guess I do want to talk about it I'm mad because <laughs> I don't want to talk about it proceeds to talk about it <laughs> I'm mad because Georgia has the same laws they have the same if, issues yes if we went to a state that you know has I don't know, panacea for blackness. Right. If we were in, I don't know, Pacific Northwest, where everybody's a hippie. Somewhere else, right? Fine. But to go to Georgia? Right. They've had these laws on their books. They've been dry, right? We just signed it. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to make a statement, make a statement. It's more so the optics, where right now Florida is what's in the news so that they can be like. special to me. Right. Like if you want to be about it, be about it. Like don't do it half done. And it's super superficial. I was like, if you wanted to do it, it should have been an HVCU in Florida. So at least if all that money is coming I, somewhere. I want them to come here. You know, they gotta do whatever hotel, chain, whatever, regardless. Yeah. Right. Like, so that's a whole other conversation to have. Right. But Spend your money places that piss them off. Exactly. Right? Go to Disney, right? Right. If you're trying to piss off the government, stay the right? Stay at all the Disney resorts. <laughs> Give have it in a Disney all your money. Right. Like, <laughs> go do stuff in the black community in Orlando. Exactly. Desperately need support. Absolutely. Instead, we're just gonna go somewhere where black people exist. But in the same climate, in the same political environment, just people who are a little bit more subversive with how they attack politics than our loud, outspoken politician. Yeah. Whose name will not be spoken on this uh, podcast. Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I feel like it it happens and was decided without any buy-in or feedback from people actually in Florida. Like even our yeah. team was just like, "What do we do? We want to attract black." Our team was ready to mobilize everything in the state. Yes, like, team. Let's let's show them who we are. Right, for real. Like, he was sincerely hurt, and mind you, he doesn't have like he's a white man. Like he's not. It's not like we have a black dean who's like I'm so sad the black people. He's like he's a white man who gets it, and was like, "How do we show them? How do we tell them? How do we let them know?" And we had to sadly, I think both of us on different occasions <laughs> spoke to him about it and had to just let him know, like, this is, it's gone. It's, it's optics. They're not going to turn on the dime like that, even though they turn on a dime to, you know, to change it and yeah. put it somewhere else. It's already out. Like when NAACP says that a place is not safe to travel, that a national black organization is going to heed said warning. So which sucks, which is unfortunate. Like, 
I'm black and I'm here. Right. So what about black people that's here? And people were like, that's your fault for living in Florida. But also you can't disrupt from the outside. You need to disrupt from the inside. Like literally our very presence is flies in the face of people who think we shouldn't be in our positions. So what do we look like leaving? And where are we moving? running to? And where we go? Who, who got it better? Who got it better? <laughs> in my Tony Baker voice. Where are we going? Who got it better? <laughs> Tell me. <sighs> Tell me. Anyways. Right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Hated it. Me in Atlanta. Um, y'all want to find me. My birthday's going to be on Saturday. I might be in Atlanta. Send me a present. It's going to be a game time decision because it's like four and a half hours from here. So driving, I think I would be fine. fine. My husband's going to be there too. So I would have a hotel room. And a husband. And a husband there. So if something happens, I would just have to be in labor for four and a half hours down the road, which I mean... I don't know. We'll we'll see how things are progressing around that time. It's literally going to be a, a game time decision for me if I end up there. I'm going to be there. Um, okay, what else? We have all the things. There was an article. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Do you want to bring up the, chart, the, the title of it? I don't have it readily available, but I can... No, it's fine. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> Please don't let those my leaning over noises. Yes, from by Jandra Sutton. Yes. It says, Don't do what you love. Do but let you have the life you want. And yes. Kyla wants to talk about that. I would like to talk about it because it's like we get fed the message so much, like, oh, live your passion, execute your dream. If you don't wake up with that on your mind and your heart, what are you doing in life? And then this completely just flies in the face of it. It's like, look, do what you need to do to afford what you want to do in life. And I feel like that's around around where I am right now. Yes, I enjoy what I do. But there's other things I enjoy in life, and what I do allows me to afford those things. So instead of thinking of your job having to be your passion, what about your passion is your passion, and your job is just a vehicle to your get there? I'm in a space of, I just wish people would do their job. Like, do your job. Be a job. Right. Like, if everybody did their job. Telling you. You know how much more efficient we would be as a country? Right. Just do what you're supposed to do. Nothing more, nothing less. Like, if you don't like your job, get a new one. Right. Don't penalize the rest of us because you don't want to be there. Right. If you want to do the work, get out the way. Right. Because somebody else will do the work. Correct. But there's so many people who just want to be. I need to be happy, and this isn't. This isn't fill me. Right. Nothing fulfills yeah. me. And it's just like, can you not? Like everything is not going to fulfill you. Even your spouse. Yes, <laughs> you need to be a whole person before you even meet your spouse, because who knows what that joker is going to come out like. Yeah. So if your, if all of your identity and self worth and happiness is wrapped up in a person. As we say this, my spouse is literally behind us. Literally turn the camera around. So ridiculous. Being absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> Anyways, hi a day. <laughs> Happy to see you. Now please. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're we're definitely in a space, I think, where people are like finding out that this is not about 
passion. Right. Sometimes a job is just a job that needs to get done. Like, do you think the person who's chopping up hamburger onions at White Castle has that as their passion? (laughs) (laughs) I'm serious. Like, maybe come pre-chopped. I think they chopped them. I don't know. Or maybe they're just, they're flipping them. Let's just say they're flipping the onions. They're probably freeze-dried when they get them or something. But the person who's on onion duty, do you think they woke up and said, all I've ever wanted to do in life is ensure that onions are on these burgers? Or did they say, you know what? I need a job to pay these bills so I could have a roof over my head. Definitely the latter, because I don't think, yeah. Everything does not have to be a passion. Cooked onions smell amazing. They really do. And now I'm hungry. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Like, we do this. I feel like this is, like, a passion project for us. Where it's, like, we get to talk to people and learn about their experiences, their life. Right. I mean, we would do that anyways as extroverts. That's true. As extroverts, I feel like we interview people anyway. So Why are you? Yeah, right, why are you here? How'd you get here? Yeah. Who do you know? Yeah. How did you do we this? Be this way, like, like we have all you, the questions naturally. Wear these earrings with this outfit. Like <laughs> every question you could think of, we've asked it probably. Right. Um, maybe too many questions. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I think it's a good perspective to have, but I do think being able to have a job that you love too is great. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it shouldn't be everything. It shouldn't be everything. And also, if you don't love your job and it's just something to get you to where you need to be next and you do it with, you know, don't, and I'm saying doing a terrible job at it, but just do your job so you can, (laughs) you know, that's also fine too. And it also reminds me of like dissertation topics Mm. and advisors and how people often tell PhD students, oh, if the research isn't what you love and it wakes you up and it excites you and you just dream about derivatives in your head or whatever it is you study, people act like, oh, something's wrong with you. But sometimes a project is a project and you're learning a skill set to help you do something else. So Mm. I love to tell PhD students students like it's sometimes it's a 80 20 where you might like it 80 percent and not like it 20 percent versus this hundred percent that everybody tells you it needs to be something that you can do to get out the door listen i was at a 1090 (laughs) there was a point where the dean of the graduate school and i had a conversation and he was like look you need the degree it doesn't matter what the degree focuses on get the piece of paper and get up out of here. Yeah. And it was almost like revolutionary for me. Yeah. Cause like, everybody says the opposite. Wait, what? Like, I don't have to like these people. I don't have to like this work or this topic or these researchers or this anything. Yeah. Right. Right. I just need a degree. Like, you know how freeing that is? Right. It's so There's freeing. Like, just do the work and get out. Correct. So I was like, all right, I mean, I'll pick a thing. I'm going to do the thing. I'm going to get out of there. And that's what happened. And that's what we're going to do. And here we are doing stuff we love. And when's the last time you touch asphalt to like do research on? To do research on. I mean, 2017 was the last time. I don't even like, we've had multiple publications come out 
Yeah. I'm just watching them come out, you know, with my work in there. Yeah. Because I'm done. I was done. Right. When I was done, I was done. I was finished. Cut the cord. <laughs> Period. Yeah. So it's a, yeah. Good, that's a good analogy. A good. Yeah. Segue. Okay. So what do people have to look forward to this season? Ooh. Um... We have, I'm thinking about one of our uh, guests. We have someone who came on very non-traditionally into the space. So um, I think that will be a really interesting episode. We have uh, an episode that was chaos. <laughs> uh, just in uh, Tiffany. Yeah, yeah, we had an episode where there was chaos, where um, oh, yeah. we were doing an interview and then someone else came in and... Yeah, interview and yeah, yeah. so yes, yeah, so fun, fun, fun. I have a feeling that's going to be. I'm probably going to listen to that one a few times because it was funny. I cried laughing <laughs> during the interview process. Um, yeah. yeah, it's fun when you interview folks that you've known for a while, mm-hmm. and you can like you don't have to have that initial startup of hey, let's get to know you. It's like all right, so when you were doing this, what was going through your head? Yeah, yeah, you can ask the real questions, right? real deep seated like why like what like we saw this we we saw it happen right but we didn't say anything at the time right but i saw i saw that you saw you saw me see that you were seeing me seeing so there's a lot of that and then um i got family on oh yeah that's right that's right oh my gosh she's my cousin now too okay yeah and Really, like I still have, I have her paper up right here. <laughs> like seriously, it's that third tab right there. So it's so, it's such a good episode. It's really really good. Um, and I think that's that's pretty much it. So outside of the podcast, what else can they look forward to? We went live. We've been I've been going live randomly as we're setting up. So if you miss us, <laughs> you can yeah, do that. Um, we have an, a feature where during our recording, you can be part of the audience. Mm-hmm. So we may be posting that in our Instagram stories. Um, we don't really tell folks when we're going to record. So you just kind of have to watch. Yeah, you're there. <laughs> cool. Join. Say hello. Yeah. If you see us. And I'll probably try to put a link in our story to be in the audience so um and what that does is you can see us no one can see you but if you want to like contribute to the conversation you can write in the chat if you have a question we do have the ability to bring you into onto the stage and into the conversation so if you want to do that be prepared have your mic on all that stuff have a face on yeah have a face on beat your face if you need to Mm. but um we have that ability uh, what else have we? Do we have to look forward to? I feel yeah, like there's more. Yeah, some other conferences and stuff. I think that's pretty much it. Like if you want to find us, yes, we'll be places, we'll be places. for sure in the fall. We have some shirts. We have a lot of shirts that we're in the process of designing. We have a lot of shirts. I have a list with the fake computer scientist one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was supposed to happen like a year ago. It never happened. She doesn't believe in my fake computer. I science. believe in it, but sometimes, like, I have to see something before I start executing, and I didn't have a vision yet yeah. for it. So we're working on more grant proposals. We definitely want more sponsors. If yes. you want- Sponsor us. If you want to sponsor us, we have a whole sponsorship package. You can sponsor an episode, sponsor a season, sponsor a guest. If you want someone to come on and talk about what initiative you all have going on. And if you want us to come to you, not for free. Not for free. We got to, we need money. We already do this for free. 
So if you want us to come, let us know. Yeah. Email us. Keynote. That's oh. true. <laughs> Got it. I think that's it. I think that's it too. I would look at my notes, but they're all the way down there. There's nothing else on the list. Okay. Unless there's just something else that you want to talk about. I know there's um, something, but I'm completely okay, look at my notes. Okay. We have shared notes. Let's see. Um uh, mama, mama. There's nothing else. Yeah, this we already talked about. No, well, I was going to talk about uh, the other. It is. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's about the uh, the other shirts we had. Um, oh, more shirts. Yeah, there was fake computer scientist. There was where did it go? You're just looking at it. I know. Oh, I'm nosy for a living. A researcher. Mm-hmm. That's the other one, and then there's another one that's, that's on the episode. Yes, yeah. and I take pride in my coat, so like a pride shirt. So we have all of those that we've been talking about. Um, we have been still doing the uh, black in academia. What we what do we call it? Black academic something. Yes, black academic. Black and we know what we're talking about. So <laughs> but we've been basically breaking down different parts of the academic process. So um, we'll probably do some more of those episodes as well coming up with the two of us. Tell us if you like that. I'm trying to get started a CS plus X, um, CS plus X series where X is something that's not directly in computer science. We have about five different people that I've met throughout this year, mostly this year. Um, So CS plus fashion, CS plus dance, plus agriculture, plus all these different things. So if you have ideas for that, or if you're someone in a novel space that uses computer science um, in a really cool way or a different way in another um, discipline, definitely talk to us about that. Yeah. And NCWIT is doing some a similar series. It's just not black women. So we talked about it. We could be black women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. That's it. That's all. Okay. Well, thank y'all for joining us, for hanging out with us. Yes. Hopefully you enjoy the season. It won't be the last, according to Kyla. No, we're getting to episode 100. We, we need a three-digit episode number. Like, that is my goal. Oh, yeah. If you have somebody that you think would be great to be on the podcast, CC us in an email with that person so mm-hmm. you can help us make the connection. Yeah. So We don't necessarily need that person at this point because the list is too long. The list is long. But, but they're amazing and awesome and wonderful. And we just need to interview them. Yeah. We totally get it. Send it to us. Yep. Okay. Okay. All right, y'all. Bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> the smile. This podcast wouldn't be possible without our sponsors. This season is generously supported by NCWIT and CRAWP. The National Center for Women and Information Technology, or NCWIT, is a nonprofit community that convenes, equips, and unites change leader organizations to increase the influential and meaningful participation of girls and women in technology. And the Computing Research Association's Committee on Widening Participation in Computing, or CRAWP, endeavors to increase the success and participation of underrepresented groups in computing research and education at all levels. 
As always, you can find us on our website, modernfigurespodcast.com. Send your questions to ask us at modernfigurespodcast.com. And follow us on Twitter. Kyla is at Dr. Underscore Kyla, and I am at Jeremy Waysom. Visit modernfiguresinc.com to learn more about our nonprofit organization aimed at promoting and engaging with women and girls interested in science, technology, engineering, mathematics, and of course, computing. Until next time, stay moisturized, hydrated, mind your business, and protect your peace. Thank you.